My agent called, he said he got some interest in my strip I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head 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 Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Welcome to the 500th episode of the On the Page podcast my name is Pilar Alessandra, and I am the instructor and script consultant here at On The Page. Joining me as guests are three of the producers that have made the On The Page podcast happen. They are Matt Belknap. Hello. Hello, the first podcast producer yes. ever. Then Adip Desai. <laughs> in the world. In the world. Ever. <laughs> Adip, when did Hello. you come in? Do you know what year? Uh, 2009. 2009. But I came on as a guest in... Oh eight or oh seven. That's or right, crazy. and it was that that fan letter somebody wrote in about you that made me go. You know, oh, what? that's right. He is awesome. <laughs> Maybe he should be a producer. And then Ryan Buds is here. I wrote here. the fan letter. That's right. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Ryan, when did you come in? I moved here in 2012, so I think it was probably right after that, probably early 2013. Oh my goodness, crazy, well, huh? Thank you guys. Thank you. So <laughs> yeah. we're missing a couple of people. Let's let's say where's right Lawrence? Off the Lawrence. So Lawrence yeah. Cruz. I just saw Lawrence. Oh. he's doing great. Awesome. He is traveling the world as we speak right now i think oh, he's in cool. mexico that's why i couldn't be here uh, okay and uh of course he's happily married to his lovely wife patty right and um gosh uh who else oh nick alexi who would mm-hmm. drop in yes, and out nick. nick came to us as an intern yep. as you all know yeah. a voluntary intern like <laughs> hey could i intern and we were like there really <laughs> and then uh, now he's a hot shot creative executive at real fx yep. wow, cool. so now he will like buy everybody's scripts <laughs> maybe maybe if you can get a meeting with him that's right yeah um we've also got uh dapper david Bax, who yeah. is not here right. um david uh is probably doing a million other things which is why he couldn't be here today Wait. um well, i asked him <laughs> i asked him he might actually be i i know they were recording at the battleship pretension him and tyler were recording a some audio commentary for a bunch of different movies like on one Saturday that might have been today actually because mm. they, they asked me if I could do it and I said no oh, <laughs> oh that, they asked me too and I also yeah. said no so that oh, was today I, it might have been I don't I, so their, their thing is competing with our thing but the thing right. is Battleship Pretension of which David Bax is a host um, has been on even longer than on the page yeah. um, right. with with even longer than that I think is Never Not Funny's podcast right which I is think, your podcast I think Matt. we were the patient zero for you and them yeah. <laughs> right exactly exactly so if anybody wants to know like how did all this start it was that Matt and Matt Belknap and Jimmy Pardo were recording at the on the page studio, which was over the Seven Eleven at the yes. time, or asked to, and I said yes if I can use your equipment and steal your producer. <laughs> right. And basically, Jimmy Pardo pimped you out so that he could. And it and was a been, great deal, though, because we didn't pay rent for uh, the for, first little for a while. long time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got free rent until Jimmy Pardo started calling it the, the Never Not Funny <laughs> Studios, <laughs> right. and then you got to pay for that, man. Right. <laughs> we got tired of breaking down the equipment and putting right. it in the corner. Uh, yeah. every it was, week. It yeah. was like, was... let's just keep it up, and yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then, who else are we missing? Um, Neil Thibodeau. I don't know if you guys know Neil. No. So Neil's so. been doing um, some podcasts with me lately. Great guy. Um, he's he's the newest. And let's see, anybody else? Oh, 
Pat, Pat Francis. Of course. We're missing Pat. <laughs> yeah. so, Where is Mr. Pat? Well, you know, uh, Pat is hanging with the daughters okay. today. And uh, Pat, uh, for anybody who wonders, like, what does Pat produce as well? Well, whenever you hear Pat, it means I've run out of money. <laughs> I can't afford to pay or my favors. producers. <laughs> yes, or favors. And um, and Pat is uh, is also really funny. So it's always fun to have him on the show. So thanks to First him show I was ever on with you was Pat and Murray. Murray, Pat Murray, Murray Valeri- Valeriano. At the old studio, which is now, what is it now? Is it a, is it a dog dentist? It's a, it's dog, a dentist. dog dentist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, drove, I drove by <laughs> it recently, and I was like, oh, I think that was the spot. You yeah. know what's sad is that, like, they have better signage than I ever did. <laughs> they look, that looks pretty good. Well, we make, we've all noticed it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, they make a lot more money, though. So, yeah. There's a lot of money in that. <laughs> what, for, Doggy yes, dentist? they definitely oh make God. more it's money. It's pure profit. I just got a dog. A I'm thinking, no. I'm, I'm going to take my dog there because I've, I've been dying to see what it looks like. Oh, that's And great. I didn't have any excuse to yeah. go up there until now. But <laughs> you no, have, have to see, though, if the business next door is still fake. Do you remember the fake <laughs> business? Yeah. Some shady Russian. It was probably the guys who hacked the election were in that office. Probably. Yeah, and yeah. they would just storm up and down outside smoking and yes. on the phone. Yeah, yeah. But inside were, were um, offices that had a computer and cubicle and nobody ever no in people, them. Yes. <laughs> and they would keep changing the name. Remember, oh, like once yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. mortgage company, right. then it was real estate. It was yep. like, yeah, I think you're. Yeah. It was taxes it at was one taxes, point. Yeah. It's like those Bob's Burgers storefronts that change every <laughs> right. start every, every episode. episode. It yeah. totally, yeah. it totally was. So <laughs> it's amazing that we are still alive. I know. <laughs> like, the spooky bathroom, rooftop the bathroom, bathroom. Oh, and we had to share the bathroom, bathroom with those guys. With yeah. those guys who would take their coffee and cigarettes into the bathroom right. and just hang out for like an hour <laughs> right. on, the, on the toilet and then like smoke an entire pack of cigarettes in there. Did you ever horrible? about the time I, so I had a writing group and there was on the way to the bathroom and it was nighttime there was a guy that was sleeping in that little yes, foyer on the right. way and we were like oh, we got to tell we got to tell the homeless guy to leave so that the you know we all feel safe so the, the women especially go into the bathroom right so I, I made two you know, of the strongest writers <laughs> which isn't saying much yeah. go over and wake him up and say this and it turned out to be the chef from the Indian restaurant oh, downstairs. Right. Oh, he was sleeping on the floor. Oh, Next, I know. I was like, geez. I never went in that Indian restaurant. Oh, like he was taking a snooze or that's he where he lived? He was sleeping. Oh, man. He, he was, was taking just a break, deciding right? to take a break, yeah. sleeping on the floor. Mm-hmm. It was And it was nasty. Like, well, I'm glad that that chef uh, got out of the culinary arts and now he's cleaning dog teeth. <laughs> it is really going to be a better life for him. <laughs> he yeah. just moved upstairs. Sure. He's got <laughs> a cot on the roof now. That's right. He's got full accommodations. I actually like that Indian place that really bums me out to hear that i like good it, too. It, or it was good i know I, I they like they knew me so well like it was like a norm thing when i came yeah in. yeah oh, oh well boy. um so that that started in 2007 the podcast started in 2007 yeah. and okay just to put it in perspective George W. Bush was president. Yeah, right. Isn't yeah. That, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. And I was just looking it up, and huh. iPhone, the iPhone had just come out that year. Yeah. The first iPhone. The first iPhone, oh, wow. I think. It was so long ago that it, not only was George Bush president, he was still the worst president back then. Right. Like, yeah. That's how long ago. It'll never yeah. be worse than this, oh, guys. This yeah. is rock Evil bottom. president ever. <laughs> you won't even hear us like talk about the Obama election on all this, because I think it was a given right. that things would just yeah. get better. Right. You know, because sure. we we were all, yeah. Um, so that that aside, uh, let's see what else. Oh, uh, they said I was looking it up, and Britney uh, Spears had her first breakdown in two thousand seven. Oh, nice. Yeah. First the shaved head one. Um, yeah, no, before the before shaved the head shaved one. Head. Wow. Yeah. Mm. 
The what thing, was before the shaved head? Just a, <laughs> must have been a, a pretty minor one by comparison. We could go. We could go deep with, yeah, with sure. Google, I like but the, I, yeah. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> we were just saying. Uh, what were we talking about before that it felt like it was just? Oh, is the? Oh, are we allowed to talk about your your job? Yeah. 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 Adiv is working on reading Rainbow now. Yeah. And and Ryan and I were saying it. It feels like it was like literally two weeks ago that they like restarted Reading Rainbow, but it was two it's and a half two and years. half years ago. Do you remember that? They did a big Kickstarter and they raised, what, $3 million? Six million. Six million dollars. We yeah. raised five and then Seth MacFarlane wrote a check That's for a million right. dollars. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. But, but it's crazy. That was two and a half years ago because yeah. he's been there for two and a half years. Can I like, get Seth MacFarlane right on the show? I really like him. He yeah. is a busy... Was he, he not did. one of the early hosts? Maybe. It was would be not? nice if he yeah. was. <laughs> Let's see if we can get LeVar and Seth together. Would that, that be nice? Yeah. I would love that. All right, I'll, I'll ask him. You I know? just watched Sing last night. He did the voice of the mouse. Oh, I yes. Mouse. My daughter's favorite character is yeah. Mike. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, that like that character is not very nice. And she's like, he's so yeah. funny. Yeah. And she starts giggling. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Oh, you no. are Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> did you do that test with a Slytherin thing to find yeah. out who, yeah. what house people are in? Yeah. I'm Gryffindor. Yeah. Uh, both my wife and daughter are Slytherin. Oof. Um, yeah. Get out. Surround Get out. <laughs> I hope all that lasts for you. I yeah, think. I know. I sleep with one eye open. <laughs> yeah, you better. Yeah. I, I have to say, I, I found out I was Slytherin. Too. Yeah, you're oh, so Slytherin. Sure. That's yeah. not well, surprising. That's, 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 that's a given, yeah. <laughs> you didn't even have to say it. I am Ravenclaw. I can see that. You're Ravenclaw. I can see that. Yeah. Really? How, how weird that we've all taken this test. <laughs> yeah. well, you know what? I haven't taken daughter. the test, but I have Snape's wand on a shelf at home. So There you go. So it says a little bit about I have serious black swan. Yeah. That's what I got. And also, like you guys, your lives have completely changed. Oh yeah, yeah. There, there's that uh, that podcast episode, Matt, where I'm like, "Oh my God, you're gonna have a baby!" Like nobody yeah. had ever had mm-hmm. a baby in the whole world. <laughs> That's right. Well, because you thought I was 20 years old. I did. It seemed weird that I would be having I a baby, did. but I was like 34. <laughs> <laughs> Kid to me, everybody seems twin. Right. That is funny though that we started this show before Zoe was born. That's right, crazy. and now you got two of them. Now I have two kids. Yeah, you have two. And then a deep you grew a one. child. That's right. Yeah. Right. That's right. And Ryan, you grew a child. Yeah, two and a half. God, it's really <laughs> tall. You know, I've always said this is a really fertile That's place. Right. Sure. That's right. Oh, That's, yeah. People have to join the writers groups yeah. if they're. If you they know, want to get pregnant. I thought pregnant. it was weird you showed up to the labor. <laughs> <laughs> With microphones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was really strange, yeah. well, right? Handed the doctor one of your books. That was very interesting. <laughs> I know you don't have much time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a day where Pat was busy and yeah, she yeah. needed a producer. So. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I just, uh, yeah, any any opportunity I can get. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it would be kind of cool on this show because... You know, there there is social media for on the page. I'm not like wild about it or great at it or anything like that. But there is a community of people who listen to the show and also every once in a while chime into the on the page Facebook page, of which there is one. People, if you want to be part of it, um, don't go to the one that has that little places thing. You know, like oh, there's right. a places yeah, page yeah. and then there's yeah. the real on the page page. Right. And so I'll put out these these questions to people. And um, and they'll answer, and then it's just never enough to have a whole show. But I think that it would be fun to to you know sort of read Kick some them of them, and then yeah. also get your opinions too, you guys. Okay, you're here. So um, on Valentine's Day of this year, I I put out what would you say is the most romantic on screen moment? I'll tell you a couple of the answers that we got. Tony Asaro, um, who is an old friend I've known since I was like in my teens. Um, actually picked the same one that I would have picked, which is mm. it's a wonderful life scene with George and Mary on the phone. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in that moment he's going like 
I never, I never want to get married and I don't want to settle down and I don't want to kiss you and all this stuff and yeah. ends up like kissing hurts. Like amazing. <laughs> Classic. He's, he's such a, like that movie is a perfect example of a guy who on paper is terrible, like a terrible man. <laughs> like you should not like him. Right. But I mean, come on, Jimmy Stewart. Just like, he's like, he's, you know, him and Tom Hanks and a few other guys have that quality where you yeah. can't Jack dislike Lemon them. And, Jack Lemmon. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. as, as mean as he's being, and he's really right. mean to his kids at certain points in that movie, but like he just it doesn't matter. Like you under you you feel for him rather than being like, ooh, what a terrible guy. Yeah, he's he's everybody's everybody's conflict, you know, yeah. of no, I want to go out and do these things, yeah. but then there's like you actually are pulled in yeah. not only by responsibility, but for the love of the people in your life, you right. know? And and so and, and it's also a movie about suicide. And it is right. not a Christmas movie. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> Don't watch it with your children. <laughs> Trust me, I tried. Michael Sajewitz, I'm sorry, Michael, wrote um, the uh, Lisa, I'm sorry, the Ilsa Lund uh, Victor Laszlo scene in Casablanca. Oh, Casablanca. Actually, right. a scene Which... when the guy doesn't get the de- doesn't get the girl. Yep. Um, uh, Sean Mixon talked about Pat and Silver Linings playbook. Um, when he has that monologue of the only way to beat my crazy was by doing something even crazier. Thank you. I love you. I knew it from the moment I saw you. I'm sorry. It took me so long to catch up, which means Sean, Mm -hmm. you're a sap. And then, (laughs) uh, let's see. Um, I I don't know. What about you guys? Any uh, romantic, purely romantic scenes that come to mind? Man, I'm I have a weird one. I have oh, a yeah? really random yeah. one. This yeah. is a movie probably not a lot of people saw called The Girl Next Door. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah. Where yeah. the girl was a the porn star right, and right. then she moves yep. the next door to yeah. Emile Hirsch. Yeah. Right. And there's a scene towards the end where she's like this porn star the whole movie and then like but this guy falls in love with her and then she goes to prom with him and they have like a sex scene in their limo at the prom. But it's this big build up where it's like it's like a really beautiful scene for like what her character used to be at the start of the movie. So by the end of the movie, as an 18 year old kid, when I was watching her 19, I just really related to that. Cause I'm like, Oh man, that is like the full uh, arc of that character from, cause she quits the industry at the end and stuff like that. And it was like, uh, it was cool to watch in like, um, at that time in my life, I had gone to prom with nobody. <laughs> so I was like, this movie's for me. Yeah. And also the fantasy of the going to prom with, with a, a porn, porn star. star. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. They also pull off some kind of heisty type thing at the, the prom too, oh, yeah. which is really cool. I forget really cool. what they, they did. Oh, they, ma- they, they make a porn at the prom that ends up being this big, but it's a sex educational thing. Oh, that's, oh yeah. It's, it's a ridiculous movie, yeah. but <laughs> as a, a, vivid, as a vivid, uh, yeah, yeah. I had that one in the chamber. Sounds like you yeah. watched it a lot. I've seen it. Maybe times. certain parts of it you watched over and over again. <laughs> Just to feel 18 again. I've never seen the rest of the movie. Oh, oh. I should have mentioned that. That, 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 that part really sense. struck mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Really I searched yeah. limo sex online. And, <laughs> and that it came comes up. right up. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Huh. The, the first thing Just I like uh, Casablanca. <laughs> I mean, it's your Casablanca. It really is. I mean, like, I think we were all thinking it when she said Casablanca. Right. You know, like, yeah. And the girl next And the girl. Right. Of course. Uh, I, the first thing I thought of is the, my favorite romantic comedy, which is probably a lot of people's favorite romantic comedy, is um, When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when it's, it's a classic scene that also feels kind of played out now, but it's done so well that you don't mind, you know, when, when uh, Billy Crystal chases Meg Ryan. Uh, down the street after she runs out of a they kiss at a the New Year's New Eve Year's party yeah, and yeah. she runs away and uh, and then they have this little scene and it's uh, I don't I'm not gonna I don't want to butcher all the dialogue but it's great <laughs> uh, that that popped into my head also um, 
Any of the 17 resolutions in Love Actually, I think. <laughs> uh, actually, I think only five of them really get me, but there's, that's, a, that's a lot for one movie. To, but, I, but I was especially thinking of um, what Colin Firth um, with, the, uh, with the Spanish, uh, I don't know what she is, like a housekeeper or something, uh, that he falls in love with, that they don't speak the same language, but then he comes back and he's learned a little bit of, he's learned enough to ask her father's permission to marry her and he's speaking but he's he's his spanish is terrible so he's just like saying all these ridiculous things that are funny but it's also very sweet and 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 touching um colin firth king of king of the charming bumble yeah Yeah. right there's always some english guy who's king of the charming bumble yeah like they can just say anything dumb yeah hugh grant like like, (sighs) hugh grant was the reigning champ yes he was came along yeah took it from him yeah i think i'll always be hugh at heart though yeah for my age hugh was the like and actually then yeah four weddings and a funeral uh has a lot of great uh sappy romantic moments too. yes i avoided hugh grant movies for a long time and then caught one and uh every time i see a new one i'm delighted you know he's what i mean really like, good. Oh, Hill, what a great movie like even even music yeah. and lyrics yeah i love that movie yeah i love that movie great and yeah. he took notting hill which on paper would right. probably be the silliest yeah. thing yeah. ever yeah. and just kind of made it true. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that scene is also a good example of sort of shining a light on the cliche because right. at one point when she says, I'm just a woman standing in front of a boy or a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. Right. right? That's yeah. the line. Later on in the same movie, he quotes it and everybody's like, dude, she yeah. said that, <laughs> you know, and if that wasn't there, if they hadn't done that shine so, a light thing, yeah, it would have been like even sappier than yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 yeah Actually, that just reminded me the other one. The, this has become super played out and cliched, but I still think at the time that this movie came out, it, there's a reason why it, it resonates and echoes through time. The Jerry Maguire, you had me at hello one of the great lines of dialogue in romantic comedy history. Like it's so perfect and it's, we sort of it, like it's overused now and everybody says that and you kind of almost forget where it came from. But do you remember seeing that movie in the Absolutely. theater and being like that whole scene is insane because Tom Cruise is acting his ass off. He's crying. I mean, it's, it's really emotional. It's really good. Pat and I were dating and we would not have gotten married if it wasn't for that. <laughs> I am pretty sure that was the movie where I was like looking at All him right. and going, you are the one for me because yeah. we are watching this movie and I'm just taking everything yeah. and just putting it on you. You lucky son of a... <laughs> well, there's that line, but then there's also, there's other great dialogue in the same scene that I think got, kind of got overshadowed. And I'm trying to remember the build up to that. You had me at hello. His whole speech is great. Well, again, it's commenting on it, right? Yeah. So it used to be you could monologue your way into somebody's heart. Right. And then we knew better. Yeah. So if a, if a character comments on it yeah. and says, shut up, you had me at hello, mm-hmm. then it's kind of saying like, okay, enough with the monologue. Yeah. You know, just just shut up and kiss me, you know, yeah. which is kind of... It's what, a little self-aware. It's a little almost postmodern take on the classic model. Yeah. I want you to yell at me, so I'm going to tell you I was 11 when I saw Jerry. <gasps> oh mother, God. really? And I saw it with my older sister, who's 14 years older than me, and there's a Whoa. lot of awkward scenes to Whoa. watch in that movie when yeah. you're 11 with your sure. 24-year-old 24 sister. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Colleen Buds. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you should go back and watch it again Not with, with, with your no. wife, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Now that Have you sure. seen it you're since? of Who's age. also 14 years old. <laughs> <laughs> So, have I seen it since? You know what? That's a good question. Probably on TV, but never in full. But I should watch it again. Yeah. I, I, I remember liking it. Like I, I remember liking it as a 11-year-old. There know? were a lot of great scenes, great things about that movie as far as writing goes. Sure. Out of the gate, 
that guy breaks the rules of his environment. He creates a manifesto that says everything we do as sports agents is BS. It doesn't take him the whole movie. He starts there and that triggers the movie, which is sort of against screenwriting rules. It Mm -hmm. used to take you at least a whole act to get there, but we start there and it makes the movie feel fresh. Uh, What about you, Adib? Uh, My favorite romantic movie is Princess Bride. And uh, when they're when he's like dead or mostly dead, and they like pump him up, and then he says Buttercup, and I was like, boom, that's it. Like for me, so like I don't tr- like traditional rom coms uh, generally, but like that's my romantic movie. So that's great. Um, I love when he goes tumbling down the hill or something like that, and says, <laughs> as, "As you wish." Right? She's like, "Oh my god!" And, like she goes after him, and it's just there's so many good Aww. actually romantic moments in that yeah, movie, yeah. and and they're so against what we expect, and and I think it's great. So I want to thank you to um, uh, Tony, Michael, Sean, also Leah Medeiros, who talked about uh, Big Fish, Alexis Howell-Jones, who talked about Snape's one word, always. I almost Mm. brought that up. And then I'm like, I already talked about Harry Potter. No spoilers, no spoilers. Um, (laughs) We we watched Harry Potter for the first (laughs) time together, uh, Ruby and I, today. Yeah. Was she? That she movie wasn't scared. Is dark. No, she was fine. The really? First, yeah. the first movie. First movie. But yeah. what yeah. about the guy with no nose death. at the end? Well, I left to come here before we got there. Oh, so. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> left her on so her own. I pretty much bailed it. So she's just and, in pieces right now, and yeah, it's all yeah. your fault, and you're I mean, not there. We saw Miss Norris petrified, and we saw you know that. So uh, and then we saw the racism or uh, the, big, <laughs> the bigotry against uh, mudbloods, yeah. uh, and I was like, okay, I'm, I gotta go. There, I have taught you a lesson. Now I must go <laughs> while you freak out for the rest of your life. Yes, I left my kid watching Moana on the couch. Oh yeah, she oh, never seen it. Week. We just yeah. threw it on right yeah. before I left. Yeah. I haven't did seen. Did you yet, leave though. any children on the couch watching <laughs> things? No, no, my, my children are well taken care of. Oh, <laughs> they might be watching Moana though. They, oh, I love, I love Moana. Oh, my Moana God. was great. So great. Um, Adam Baldowski, thank you so much. Sarah Nick, thank you. Johnny Baggio, who said, listen, submit. You hear me? You're strong. You stay alive. I will find you, no matter how far, how long it takes. Just stay alive. I will find you. And that's from Last of the Mohicans. Uh, Lisa Arada from Crossing Delancey was one of her favorite moments. Sam Corner. Tracy Richards, another old bud of mine, who mentioned Out of Africa, where Robert Redford washes Meryl Streep's hair. And there were so <laughs> that many... That was disgusting. Was it in the bag of a limo? And it just went on and on and on. I really like that one because, you know, people just, just everybody has their favorite mo- romantic moment. You know, so. my wife's is Somewhere in Time. Do you like that movie? Somewhere in Time. Movie? Yeah. Christopher a, Reeve yeah. and uh, Dr. Yeah. Quinn Medicine Woman. Yeah. Whatever her name right. is. Do- yeah. And Dr. Quinn Medicine. Uh, <laughs> Jane Seymour. Yeah. Jane Seymour. Yeah. <laughs> But she likes to be referred to mm-hmm. as Doctor. Dr. Quinn, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman. <laughs> Let me find some others here. Um, I feel like we could have done a whole episode just on that question, we totally, yeah. and we, we totally almost did. did. <laughs> I was like, and that's the yeah, show. Right. We'll uh, I'm going to skip to um, another question that I asked, and this was asked, I think, back in maybe 2015, and this was I was looking for a list of best action scenes without a gun. Mm. Because at the time, I mean, well, and still, you know, gun violence was just bugging me, like bugging everybody. But I also thought, okay, well, you know, uh, people need to write action scenes and they need to write moments of conflict. They need to write moments of uh, violence. What 
what examples do we have? And uh, so um, Michael Stewart Kelly mentioned um, gladiator fight scenes and ancient battles with infantry and chariots and Isn't sword that cheating, fights though? and fist fights. <laughs> That's Just because there was, they didn't have the bulls. Right, didn't have them. This is true. Um, <laughs> Well, I guess maybe then uh, Abhijit Gupta mentions uh, scenes from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Also cheating. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Uh, so it's got well, mo- to be a modern movie? Well, how about Jensen mentioned every Matrix, Matrix fight scene is, a, is fantastic choreography. Um, they There's don't use weapons. This is true. I mean, there are there's some great it's uh, literally kung called, fu scenes, but yeah, yeah, but yeah the, it's called bullet time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they basically have like a there's some karate scenes or yeah. kung fu scenes, yeah. and then there's scenes where it's just like just, a zillion bullets, <laughs> like more bullets than we ever saw. Yeah. But you know, just finding that special scene, even in yeah. a bullet movie, makes you realize like. It could be done. Mm-hmm. Richard Michael Lucas mentioned some, there are several sequences in Collateral, especially the last oh. taxi ride where oh, uh, yeah. Max flips Great. the car. Um, okay, there's, um, you know, the, the Bourne movies are really oh, good. Yeah. A lot of hand to hand Yeah, because. Yeah. That first one when they're in the apartment, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Really, that's like, it great really sticks out in my head. Yeah. yeah, and he's just always sort of using whatever is around. Yeah. What's great about Bourne is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> He's like Dora the Explorer. He's just like always has that backpack ready to go. <laughs> Red backpack. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the person who mentioned that was Ian Martin. And he said, I'm sure he kills the baddie with a pencil, but I could be wrong. <laughs> so I'm not sure. Hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, Vicky McWilliams mentions Lethal Weapon 4 when Jet Li takes out a guy on the roof with prayer beads. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, the Bride versus the Accusa in Kill Bill. Dave Merlino mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the no Yakuza. guns there. Yeah. Um, although a lot of violence. But a lot of blood. <laughs> and wep- I mean, weaponry yeah. in general. But, you know, again, if we Pe- can just remove guns, it just makes people more creative. Eastern, so. Eastern Promises. Do you guys ever see that? Yeah. yeah. Is that the movie that where movie. he puts a knife under the guy's head and slowly pushes his head yeah. onto the knife? Uh, That's yeah, a creative, so, yeah. different thing. Yeah. That's also the naked. That was the naked. We talked about this on I a podcast. Lo- yes. That scene is, it, no one will ever forget that scene. Yeah. He sees it because it's so crazy and weird to see a naked no man No woman will ever forget that scene. All the ladies were talking about like that, if that if that If you want to like, let's say, okay, this is so stereotypical of me, but let's say that you're dating a female who's not into action films, just show her that scene. Is, this, is, is this your limo scene? This yeah. might be my limo this, scene. This is well, a movie I, we watch all the time. I don't want, oh yeah, I don't yes. want to alarm you guys. I saw that movie with my older sister. And, <laughs> oh, what is going on? Stop watching movies She's with your sister. She's a older sister, I guess. <laughs> or a bad one. Um, let's see. Uh oh, we have uh born in Morocco, which is uh Aaron Aaron Pick Pick. I always get your name wrong, Aaron Aaron Pickthetley, I think. Um, uh, she writes finishes in the bathroom with a towel as a weapon. So there was a towel thing there. Did we already that, mention the finishing towel? in the bathroom with a towel? Is something means, it means a very to different thing to me. <laughs> I thought we I thought we had moved yeah. on to another question, yeah. and I got very confused. <laughs> We're back to girl next door. I think I'm not sure. Yeah, Ryan Ryan does that with his sister. Oh, <laughs> finishing might be the wrong word. Oh, oh no! no this Starting. Is, this is bad. I'm gonna have to put. Are this we gonna? One on. Are we gonna? Well, we get have to beer and, and I'm trying. I've been trying to. I've been what? racking my brain for like action scenes without anything that comes to mind without guns like. That, that are in the modern era. You know, do, why why sure, do they have know? to be in the modern era? Well, I don't, uh, well be, not necessarily. Well, because again, you were saying like, cheating. well, because it's kind of cheating because you, you can, okay, but you know, I, you got to be creative I'll if say you like, have access to Yeah, guns, but, but like, look at things. any Jackie Chan movie. Some yeah. of them are in the past. Some of them are, are sure. contemporary, but they all have great fight choreography because yeah. he is like, 
uh, I mean, just an absolute brilliant. genius yeah. choreographer. Um, so just, yeah, just yeah. even the bad ones, like the tuxedo, yeah. like have like mind blowing. <laughs> but Rumble in the Bronx is insane. Yes. Non yeah, yeah. gun related. But I always love, like, I do love the old, like the, um, drunken master too. Oh yes. Yeah. Ridiculously great stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and like Jet, speaking of Jet Li, once upon a time in China is another period piece that has so many creative uses of like scenery as weaponry, you know, like he's just like pulling a, a bamboo rod off a scaffold and then using it to fight. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. You have a computer chip brain about this kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the stuff from the period of my life where I mm-hmm. cared too much about movies and it all right. just got written on the, like right. the center of the hard drive. Right. But everything since then just goes in and this out. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. Just I don't it. remember anything from the last 15 years. <laughs> no, I usually try to retire a couple of tropes every year and oh, yeah? put it out there. Right. Yeah. So for me this year, it was let's retire the trope of the dad who left or the mom who went crazy. Okay. I see oh. this all the time, yeah. right? The dad, you know, he left and then somebody finds him and it's like, but why did you leave? And it was like, I tried to get back to you. Didn't you find the thousands of cards that I wrote you, you know? And then there's like a treasure trove of, oh my God, my mom hit them. You know, like it's the dad who left. Mm-hmm. And then but the dads mom. dads leave all the time in real life. <laughs> but you know what? The ad- if it's so it needs to be like it, need, it, needs to, it needs a rest so that it can eventually come back, come back. Sure. you know what right. I mean but they're also I mean you guys are dads yeah we're not you're going really anywhere. good dads exactly yeah. you wish you could go somewhere but you're not well, that's right? boring we're, we're all here we left, <laughs> we left our, we did. these we guys left, left their kids on couches watching, <laughs> I don't even yeah, know no one was home, home. Yeah. <laughs> oh no you made me laugh so hard I just pulled out my <laughs> oh gosh Whatever. Yeah, Pilar's the, come unplugged. There you go. The, this is the. This is yeah. the. Am I back? You're back. You're back. We oh have a. Uh, maybe you've talked about. I'm sure you've talked about in other episodes how you are so technophobic <laughs> that you like emanate. Like you're like a you're like a nuclear bomb that like shuts down all the electricity. Yeah. In yeah. EMP. Like it's a, yeah exactly like. Wait wait I really I really wait, I don't me? even know what you're pulling from. Why where? did that where? need to happen? You just. Which, where do I? Where do wait, I? Wait, it wasn't. Oh no, it goes in number two. I think. Okay. Am I back? Oh, no, that's number one, yeah. but yeah. Is can you fine? hear yourself? No, I can't. You can't? Oh. Oh, boy. What oh, well, you know what? I'll just, keep, I'll just keep talking. <laughs> It'll be like the old is, days. Pilar's hair is incredible. Now I'm out. Okay, now oh, we're back in. Uh, that. Try that? everyone. Yeah? No, no, try yours. Oh. <laughs> but why would that other one not work? This is what I'm Hello? saying. She like, took her headphones it's off. It's not working. I don't believe Put them back on. Then we'll know when you're back. No, no, no. It wasn't plugged in. Keep them on. I think you broke the headphones, honestly. If I broke the, those are those are Pat's headphones. Yeah, he's he's going to be, be so mad he's at me. Real mad. Okay, well, look. Those are nice headphones. We're going back. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I was jealous. Like I'm like wearing the cheap ones, and I was Don't, like, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she got the bows. You know, it's your fault because you guys made me laugh so much. <laughs> No, it isn't. No, it isn't. This is just, it's so like the old days for several reasons, yes. right? Okay, so now I don't have any headphones. Okay, right. and I'm going to be way too loud. Oh, right. You never myself. used she to never wear did. headphones. Right. She never did. Well, they messed Until... with my hair. Right. And then. Oh, I thought you were self conscious about your voice. And I was self conscious about my voice. I just didn't understand it right. at the time, right? So the, there was that. And then, uh, and then we are. Full disclosure, drinking beer. And the reason oh, yeah. is Old we school. had to celebrate with something, and I thought, well, we should open champagne. And I thought, this is not a champagne podcast, right? Any True. podcast could be a champagne podcast. But I not think. ours. I no. host the champagne podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to tell you that. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fun. It's me and my daughter, we watch Jerry Maguire. <laughs> 
So leave her on the your couch. sister there? Yeah. No, she's oh, not okay. involved. All right. Long story. <laughs> I mean, that seems like so, a problem. So but we yeah, have, the, there's been a long history of beer drinking on, on, on the page. So. But I, I did stop after, let's say, I think the first 25 or 50, because the it, host, yeah. me, clearly couldn't handle it her got alcohol. A unruly. It did. Yeah. It did. And I would be like slurring on the, the show. <laughs> Unlike today. Um, so anyway, so uh, here, let's raise a glass. 500. I'll, I'll raise Cheers. my water bottle. Yay, 500. Thank you, guys. Blood, blood. So back to this trope. Okay. Yeah. So that right. was one Dad of them. leaving and, and mom, mom going crazy. crazy. Because mm. there's always the, remember when, you know, mom used to lock us in the closet and then there's the flashback of mom being totally crazy. And so these two tropes I'm tired of seeing in scripts. It okay. doesn't mean if you have it in your script that you will get read the riot rap right after me but I'm just it's just a trope I see it all the time so um, people added their own things um, even though I, I didn't really ask for it but the people <laughs> people uh, said yeah and this Are you saying people did something on the internet that was not <laughs> above board so Adam Ga- Gauchalk added I would also like to see the demise of the dead child backstory it bothered him ever since gravity and huh. especially, you know, I have to say with female characters, you know, what mm-hmm. drives them, it's always this. They lost a child, yeah. yeah. And um, then they go crazy and they leave the other child? Is yeah, that what? Well, it's always, it's always sort of like, you know, it, what motivates her to be a good astronaut, you know? And it's sort of like, it could just be being a good astronaut. Well, yeah, that's uh, true. Um, then we, uh, Brian Christopher wrote, I'd love to see a rise in... Um, Five days before retirement deaths. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. I feel like you don't even see that anymore other than to f- make fun of it. Because yeah. it's so yeah. well known. It's such a like famously. But, like there was even in Naked Gun, which is now probably 30 years old. There's a whole bit about mm-hmm. how like his partner is like about to retire. And, yeah. uh, and it's like a running gag in the movie. And Lethal Weapon isn't. Well, well that's to, that's what it's based on. I think. I think that was. On, right? that, I, I think that, that might first. be the not if not the first, the right. one that made the most yeah. like impression on people. Is right. that, yeah, Murtaugh's retiring. Yeah, or and he doesn't shut up about it. Yeah. Getting too yeah. old for this. Too old for this shiz. Yeah. Oh, can we not swear? Sorry. You would be you would be surprised. I uh, I read a lot of scripts where we still have the retirement trip. Oh, if you're talking about oh, really? scripts. Oh, well, yeah. Specs. Yeah. See, uh, I don't know. See, that's I used to have a hundred of these, but now I don't have any because. I don't read scripts anymore. But it's it's <laughs> weird, I think, because people draw from other movies right. And, right, and, right, and right. TV shows oh, I should that, do that, yeah, they think this is how people really act or talk, but really what they're pulling from is not experience yeah. or even their own imagination. They're pulling from another movie. So they just immediately go, yeah, he's got a ticking clock of, of retirement. But I think there was one just recently on TV with a retirement thing. I bet there's more. Yeah, than you know what? Game. Now that you say that, I do feel like I it's saw probably it recently. Constant. Yeah, you know, we yeah. just we just kind of ignore it because, like you said, it, it's everywhere. Yeah. And uh, well, what would you rather see? Oh, you just don't need it. The guy okay. who's his first week on the job and he's he's it takes <laughs> taken out. <laughs> How about that guy? End of movie. <laughs> didn't even didn't even get a chance. You know what was? Uh, cl- uh, uh, they didn't mention it too much. The hell or high water. Hell or Oh, that right. Was, he's that's a good he's guy. That's what he's retired. That's right. And, and his partner dies. To. You know, like no. you thought it was about a it. fun spot at the end where he was retired, but he was still working on the case. But, but you weren't what, like it wasn't drilled in. But what right, if? And, right. and trust me, I loved Heller Highwater. But yeah. what if? Um, what if the incident that happens? Because I don't want to give it away. <laughs> what if the incident that happens drives him to retire? 
Mm. Instead of it being like, this is my one last thing, you know? And it's just sort of like that becomes the choice that's made because that was a last straw. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of the, um, my partner, whatever, like revenge-y things in television, I feel like, but um, I don't know. And it's, that, it's an option. That's I mean, also I, I, a trope. You it's know, a trope, the, right? Like you the killed revenge my partner, and, yeah. and that was it. And yeah, yeah. I think that they're with Hell or High Water, and with a lot of these things, it's kind of like the Jerry Maguire thing we were talking about. It's like if there's a if there's a little self awareness, like that goes mm-hmm. a long way. Like I, not that Hell or High Water was commenting on that as much as it was evoking classic uh, heist movies or classic, uh, you know, uh, there was a western feel yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. So like. Sometimes in genre movies, like, that's a that's a way to indicate I'm. This is a genre movie, but I'm also going to try to elevate this to something more. Make it stakesier or something, right? Like I agree with you that it would have been as good or better without that. But there might have mm. been some sense of like, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's flash this light in people's faces to let them know uh, this is the kind of movie you're watching right now, and then see if we can kind of surprise them with something that's a little deeper and a little more uh, resonant than what you would expect from a movie that does that kind of thing. You look very skeptical. No, 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 no. <laughs> or is that just the beer? She, it, I think beer. she fell asleep for it's a second. Also- <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. Fair you enough. looked a little sleepy. I know. I was, I have a I very... was wrapped with it. <laughs> I, I was with Matt the whole time. <laughs> I'm looking right at you, Pilar, <laughs> and your eyes are drooping. <laughs> it's very rude. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like the old days. Oh, God. No, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> old sleepy eyes. Pilar Alessandra. That's check, what they call we her. Check it for some snoring, some <laughs> light snoring. We're recording this on the day, by the way, that, that our president called a, a newscaster sleepy eyes. Oh, what was true. the guy's name? The guy from God. MSNBC? I forget. Oh, but, I didn't uh, see it. Yeah, he tweeted out, old sleepy eyes of so-and-so who needs to stop fake news in it or whatever. We also, Is that a good impression? Also, <laughs> that's Trump. That was good. That was. <laughs> I think I was actually doing uh, Jeff Bridges from Hell or High Water. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I didn't hear any racial slurs though. <laughs> I also um, asked. Uh, I also put out three lines. I don't want to read again. Okay? Oh, I like. And this. they are not today. Believe okay. it or not, mm-hmm. I read this in scripts still. Not okay. Today. I've got a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. No. No. Yeah. No. People write that. All, no. All the time. Today. All the time. No. And what do we do now? What's the answer? What do we do now? What's the answer? You we know? wait. We pray. We pray. We no, pray. No, Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. So those were three things. I didn't want any, any more. I put it out, I think, in April Dang. of 2016. And um, There's also that famous line that apparently is the most spoken line in film history, which is, let's get out of here, or some, oh, some oh, version right. of let's yeah. get out of here. Oh. And I think even on YouTube, there's like a super cut of people let's saying that. <laughs> that's yeah, so uh, don't use that. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> or do, because it's kind of so generic. I don't think it registers with people as yeah. me. Yeah. Dave Merlino, again, uh, he wrote, uh, I didn't sign up for this. Oh, that's a bad one. <laughs> that's that a one. bad one. Um, uh, uh, Chalice uh, Hood, who was on the show, wrote, if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Lisa, uh, Lisa K. Wyatt added, uh, he's right behind me, isn't he? 
I don't know. Was that? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that yeah. is a good one. That's a, That's good, a good one. one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, a, especially it, in it, comedies, it has to come yeah. at the end of yeah. a like that. No good. Low down. Da da da. He's staring right behind me, isn't he? Like, yeah. which is I is a funny like it's it works, but it's been done a lot. Yeah. Did you guys see the Workaholics Writers Room put out a list oh, of the their board? The yes. whiteboard. Yes, they did I was two about to say whiteboards of all the lines, like the things you're not allowed to use. So I checked those against my script. Do you remember any of them? Oh my, there's so many. It's like. Here, I'll see if I can find it on my phone. One of yeah. my one of my hatreds is uh, I'm okay when anyone falls. Yes, down. me too. That's my least <laughs> and, favorite in the and, whole world. And Melissa McCarthy says it in that Ghostbusters trailer, yeah. which I have. Yes. I haven't seen the movie, but I remember oh, being right. like, there, so yeah. many people had to approve yeah. this line for this thing, and yeah. it's in here. Like it's so. Stupid. That is my number one least favorite of all time. Actually, oh, yeah. yes. it's just the uh, worst. Okay. It's Beca- horrible because it's the the tag to the pratfall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So and it makes the, the pratfall okay, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. like. Yeah, I know I did pratfall. I for and then the I'm okay. And they bounce yes. up and they say I'm okay, and yeah. you're like, ah, that's awesome. Since I've had kids, I've noticed a lot of kids' movies or movies for you know whatever all ages. Right. They tend to use jokes. They're like the last in the in the line to use the joke that like started as something funny and original, right. and then right. just yeah. kind of right. keeps getting trickled down. <laughs> and so yeah, you see like in a lot it's of true. animated movies and like I, I, Ghostbusters, I actually liked, but it is kind of a like an all ages type comedy, and it has a little bit of that like. You know, seven-year-olds are going to love this joke because they haven't heard it a thousand times. Now, are you talking about the yeah. new one or the old one? I'm talking about the new one. I think Dumpster Fire is one of the well, uh, workaholics. Oh, here it is. I found yeah, it, here but. you got it. Cool. Did you? Um, did you? Were going to say you like the new one? I, I really liked. Oh, you the did? New, I'd like to see it. I haven't I, seen it. I thought they did a great job with just creating a story. If you look at the old one. You know, yeah, we are all so nostalgic about it because not, we have those personalities. Great. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. It's not, not super inventive with the storyline. Right. It's great and it's funny, but it's the force of the personalities. It's it's Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and um, and Harold Ramis just being so funny and charming and good that you don't really care. And the the effects were very. Like at the time, it was like, oh my god, a comedy with special effects! This is so crazy. So like, it didn't matter that the story is just kind of dumb and, and the, pointless. the second one realized it was after yeah. all these criticisms. So it made a, a, a real point to have sort of a story turn, a story turn, a story turn. Even if it's one of those kind of comedic, tropey story turns, yeah. it was really trying to to create story. Yeah. and I thought also the the actors were great. It's very, I think there's, you could say, I haven't watched the old one in a while, but I actually think there are more laughs in in the new one. Like there's, there's a lot of funny stuff in the new one. There is. And I just, you know, that whole, I I could go on and on about the controversy before it, but Mm -hmm. I think it's still in, even if you, you go like, I'm not affected by it. I think I think it did yeah. tinge the movie. So, Are so you ready for this whiteboard? Yeah. I pulled huge. it up too. There's, okay. there's, there's, there's two. Like there's actually two, but yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, you know, let's just go back and forth from the top left. Uh, uh, blank, more like blank. Ah, <laughs> got it. I have. Um, uh, Are you looking at a different one? I'm li- I have a different one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, but I have like let's not and say we did. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 it's the same one. Oh, it's the same one. Okay, I was just going from the very top. Okay, cool. Can you not? Another one. Uh, I, I a, didn't not I did blank. Not. Ah. A, I fall into that one all the time, so I had to go through yeah. things and pull it out. Uh, what about that's not a thing? Right. Because we always hear ah, that's yeah. a thing, that's not a that's thing. That's not a thing. Yeah. Uh, Shark Week, just referencing oh, Shark Week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> totally I haven't seen that in ages. Uh, <laughs> little Help. 
Yeah. <laughs> little help is terrible. Uh-huh. That's that's with the uh, I'm okay. Sure. Uh, yeah. like that one's but but I would watch a movie called Little Help, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, little help. That sounds like a fun movie. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's yeah. like the sequel to Little Women yeah. when they all have to get jobs <laughs> yeah. at a nursing home. <laughs> they're like working. I was kind but then they need a little help. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hashtag nailed it. Some of these are like I, I see in some of these the things that they used to give Michael Scott in the office to say yeah. because he's oh, yeah. like his character is is the the shitty unfunny guy mm-hmm. who says the unfunny thing from ten years ago? Like he would be like, "What's up?" Yeah. Right, and everyone would just be like, "Oh god!" But it's it's funny because you know he's so he's so lame. I like good talk, but I like to say <laughs> nice chat. That's my uh, yeah. that's my synonym. Cray cray, cray cray. Oh yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Awesome sauce. <laughs> what's left? You know, it's funny. I, know. I think when we think about these <laughs> lines, true. we think about dramas. So it's kind of cool to have like that those lines and comedies that we hear all the time. But then it's like, wow, you've got to be really inventive, you really right? Do. You really do. What's the next awesome sauce? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Well, I'm going to save it for me. I'm not going to oh, yeah, put it spell out, it out oh. right? That's a good idea. Uh, no. You're just so selfish. I got nothing this left. This is I'm a podcast about information and nice education. Chat. Won't put out the That's next a, well, awesome sauce. And here's the thing: like I am, I am as infuriated by unoriginal or lack of originality as anybody. But I do think if you are like 100% breaking new ground from start to finish, you're never like no yeah. one's going to be able to under, like just be like, "What is this?" It's going right. to be too much. Like you almost have to have a little bit. I think I I don't think it's smart to just be like. Well, if I've ever seen anything anywhere before, then I can't use it. It's like, well, yeah. then good luck getting past page one because right. everything comes from somewhere. You just have to sort of be true to your own sense of of what is good and right about story and about jokes and whatever else. And I think that'll like you're going to end up with maybe a little bit. It's just it just too much of it is is a problem. And also, sure. I would say like there's that thing of like sometimes we pick on these things mm-hmm. because the rest of it sucks and we just don't know how oh, to handle sure. like as readers we it's yeah. like it's too overwhelming to be like this wasn't even worth your time you dumb shit like why <laughs> did you write this sorry for all this wearing but like yeah, so, really? but, but you're like but here's a specific thing I can really get mad about but like the overall point is this story sucks and I didn't want to read it but and I don't like what? your characters and I don't want anything to do with this I would like to talk about age for a, lo- a moment <laughs> um, the reason I'd like to talk about it is I was thinking right. about this in the car is, you know, it's been 10 years, right? And yeah. I was like, what's happened in 10 years? Like, oh, I'm 10 years like, older. And, uh, and I'm always like, if you listen to this podcast, you can hear 10 years of me like battling with age. But one thing that I realized... <laughs> That's a common theme. It is a common yeah. theme of this podcast. It, it is sure. because it's, you know, I'm a woman and, you know, I started at a certain age and here I am at a certain age. But, um, but And you look thing, no older. You don't look any different. It's That's, the, That's the irony That's of that. very like, nice like, of you to say. The fact that you are obsessed with it maybe is why you don't look any different. <laughs> but also, you shouldn't it, worry right? about it. Because yeah. I, yeah. I bathe in the blood of male virgins. <laughs> oh, but, <God>. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were all virgins when we started on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. That's why she hired And us. so it goes. <laughs> so that's but, what the blood draws were for, huh? <laughs> yeah. well, one thing I, I think about being somebody who... At, what age does is it does help you see big picture with stories. Like, sure. because you actually go through yeah. deaths. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, three of us have experienced, you know, a, a, a parent dying. Mm-hmm. You go through deaths or you go through debt or you go through Having births. children. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. All here, yeah. And what it does is it makes you actually connect with those events mm-hmm. instead of just connecting with movies of those events. Right. That's so true. when you're analyzing yeah. material, you actually become a better analyst. And at least 
for me, that's what I feel like I can, I don't nitpick as much, even though it's kind of fun to do on the show, but I go sort of big picture with at the core, what is working or what needs improvement here. And I think it's the same thing for writers. Mm -hmm. And we have not yet in 500 podcasts had the podcast about ageism yet. Hmm. And I think maybe because I maybe had a little bit of a, like, oh, if I do, will everybody put me in that category? I mean, I really think that I had Hmm. like a a thing. And I'm realizing, no, if I'm a better analyst because of these experiences, writers really are better writers because of those experiences. They really are drawing from the real, which is what we ask of every writer. And that should be appreciated. So... For the next 500, somewhere in there, they're all going to be about ageism. They're all going to be about. You're going to see, you know, you should. That should should. be an issue that is is tackled because I I do think experience is part of what makes you a good writer. It doesn't make make people in their 20s bad writers, but it just doesn't make them the only employable writers. I mean, end of rant. People don't want to talk about it in this town, but everyone's talking about it, right? Everyone, every writer over 40 is talking about. Ageism. So I or think they're you not because they they're, don't they're want to be lumped in. They yeah, don't. Exactly. They want to be like, oh yeah, those poor writers over forty. Right. <clears throat> We're all. 50. Yeah. It's but it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All of it. And and I in my twenties I thought it was weird because I looked at someone who was in their forties, fifties, sixties, whatever, and like they have real life experiences to draw from, so they can make their scripts authentic when they're tackling those kind of issues. Twenty. When we're twenty two. We're like whatever. We've been through a few things, but not the full range of life. I right. think that's what frustrated me yeah. the most trying to be a, a screenwriter when I was 21 and 22. I was, I was acutely aware of how little I had to draw from that. I was just like, <laughs> what can I say? I have nothing to say. Right. And like I need to live my life kind of, and, and mm-hmm. uh, not just try to, you know, you, you have nothing. I got wrote about college. I wrote about the Friends. only experiences I had had at that point. Yeah. So it's, it's, and I, and I felt like it was pretty boring. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it didn't really, feel like that that needed to be added to the world of like oh good another white guy finally told us what it was like to go to college awesome <laughs> um, but like uh, to go back to the thing about like the the sort of cliche lines that need to be retired i think that's really just a symptom like when you see that you know that person uh is leaning on other media they're leaning on existing film and television instead mm-hmm. of drawing from them, from who themselves. they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so like if they're doing that, they're probably doing that with other aspects of the story too, like the characters mm. and the and the plot and stuff like there's, that. There's so. there's a an artificial quality and it just happened to have all boiled down to that right. one line that that expresses it. Yeah. What's what's the thing you're seeing the most these days in scripts like that like most of your scripts have that bothers you. Is that there would one be thing? it. Is that it would that? be it because I, I think one thing that's uh, been amazing over these ten years is that the quality of writing is so has improved so much, and oh, sure. it's because there's a lot of information out there. Um, there's a lot of access to scripts. I don't know if you remember, but oh, in, the, yeah. in the beginning of this podcast, we were like, "Okay, we heard about this site where yeah. there might be a script that you can read." Right. You know, right, and now right. what you do is you write in. Uh, the title of your favorite movie, script PDF, PDF. and it magically <laughs> uploads that's in an illegal way for you. And it's awesome. Sometimes right? not even illegal. Sometimes that yeah, is no, like legally made available. That's yeah. true. Which is great. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I think it's, uh, you know, 
honestly, most regular people probably, they, they wouldn't be like, oh, wait a minute, I can read this uh, in you know a courier font instead of going to the movie theater? Then never mind, I won't go to the theater. Like, obviously, sure, people yeah, want to sure. see movies. So, yeah, like, what's yeah. the harm in letting people... It's really just for them? us, the writers. Yeah, yeah. Right? And there's a little money to be made if it's, like, sure. a famous writer. So, yeah. they, they're obviously going to publish, like, Tarantino's scripts or whatever. Right. But, like, other than that, I mean, they put them out for... The reason that they get out, honestly, is because they put them out for award season. Yeah. And then they just get passed around. For mm-hmm. a, I, remember buying, I remember buying scripts on eBay. Oh, really? Because I could not yeah. get them. Like, they weren't releasing them to the Writers Guild uh, library. They weren't releasing them online, nothing. So I was like, all right, I'm desperate. I need to see what this looks like, and I'll buy it on eBay. Yeah, only in 10 years. And think about yeah. crowdfunding, okay? Yeah. Do you remember that, like, there was a podcast where we were, like, desperately trying to rack our brains for the name of Kickstarter. like, yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. this thing where you can, like, you know, and now Kickstarter is just That's why I have a tongue. job. Right. We, <laughs> we didn't have, uh, you know, uh, there wasn't Twitter. There's just yeah, no Twitter. so many resources that are out there. Um, there was this discussion of red cameras coming in. Yeah, there was yeah. um, the fact that you could actually post things on YouTube and, you know, we were talking about the emergence of that. Yeah. And I, I guess what I'm kind of wondering about is, oh, no, wait, and of course there's the writer strike. The oh, writer yeah. strike happened within oh, 10 and episodes look where we are of this now. show oh, and we're shit. about to have potentially Ugh. another yeah. writer strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is kind of strange. Oh man, it's really strange. They just voted on. They voted, they voted on to vote. vote. Yes. Right. Yeah. It, it's. Did you guys hear about this? No. <laughs> I actually don't know anything about. It. Yeah. So, well, I guess. The, I guess the issue right now is healthcare. It's healthcare, and it's um, the ske- like how you get paid. So per episode versus weekly. Oh, and that makes well, so much sense. Yeah. The easy solution to the healthcare thing is just ask Paul Ryan. He seems to have a good grasp of this. <laughs> Guys that got a lot of oh, ideas. So many ideas. So many ideas. <laughs> He's like the, the closer when right. it comes to that stuff. That uh, PowerPoint is incredible. I mean, here we go again, but I yeah. do think if they have a writer strike, this time it will be effective because unlike ten years ago where studios were like, Great, wanna cut the cord anyway. Yeah. Um now uh, we've got all this content on TV. Yep. You know, again, yeah. golden it's the age power of TV. The TV in writers 10 years. have power now. Yeah. There's yeah. content everywhere. There's platforms everywhere. Yeah. And if the writers go on strike, that will actually hurt. Yes. Yeah. And I do. Uh, that's at least my naive belief. Is no, that I think that's true. It will, it will make change. Yeah. Big um, time. Did you have you ever talked? Just going back, you, you reminded me of something when we were talking about like red cameras and all these innovations that have come along, Kickstarter and stuff. Have you guys talked about Distriber? Have you ever heard of that? Have you ever talked about that on the show? What's Distriber? Distriber is this company that basically, if you make a movie and you want to sell it on iTunes and Amazon and have it be on like all the VOD platforms, even Netflix, they will do that for you. And it, it costs money, but they pass along like they take you pay them up front and then they all the money that is made, all the revenue comes back to you. And obviously each platform has its own deal. Like iTunes takes 30%, but then they give you the other 70. So like you don't need a studio anymore. If you can put something together and then it, like I said, it's, it's not cheap, but it's cheaper than not even having access to the like means of distribution the way it used to be. So like you can be everywhere that all these other indie films are even, even like cable VOD, like, you know how, like when you turn your cable box on or, or direct TV and it's like, here are the movies that are playing. It it might not be easy to find it there (laughs) because it's not going to get promoted to the top, but like, for a few hundred bucks, you can actually like have your movie be available to millions of people, which I think is, is amazing. So cool. Yeah. So it's called Distriber. If you are somebody, if you're an independent filmmaker and you're like 
banging your head against a wall going to festivals trying to find someone to, uh, to distribute your movie look into this it's it's probably a lot cheaper than it was to make the movie <laughs> and this is what orchard did like many many years ago yeah. with music distribution and i was just looking right. them up too they're doing film tv tech and all yeah that. so now it looks like that's a thing yeah orchard actually orchard we use uh, my record label uses the, oh, the, the right, orchard right. for distribution uh, or like our we have a distributor who uses the orchard, I guess. I so see. there's like middlemen, but, uh-huh. but yeah, with the orchard, I don't know that you can go directly to them, although you might be able to, mm. I think there's a bit of a, like you need someone to like bring you to them. I see. Whereas like literally anybody can go to this website and, and say, here's my movie. And they will even negotiate with Netflix for you. Cause Netflix, mm. unlike some of these other things, um, they don't, they just do licensing deals. They don't like do cuts of revenue or anything. They just, they'll just like say, okay, we'll give you $30,000 for one year or something. Mm. Um, although or 60 million, if you're Dave Chappelle, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, so that might not work out if you're just like a little, if you don't have names in your movie or anything mm. like that, but it's still amazing to me. Like when I got out of college and was like, how do you make a movie and get it out there? Really, all you could do was shoot it and then hope you got into festivals. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, and that was the end of and, it. And things have just progressed so quickly. Yeah. 10 years really isn't actually a long time. No, but, you know? and it, but everything's gone totally right? different. It, what do you think, what do you guys think we're going to be talking about well, I don't know if this will be on for the next 10 years, <laughs> you know, uh, a thousand episodes, a no thousand crazy. episodes, but like there won't be a podcast in, no. in a thousand. It, well, there will know. be, but it'll be in your neural implant. Right. I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's Elon It'll, Musk is talking about it. Like right. it's gonna be a thing in ten years. Yeah, the oh. podcast will just be something that dawns on you. Yeah, <laughs> and you th- oh. Yes. oh, and now it's in Click. my brain. Pilar's drinking again. I can <laughs> feel it. Yeah. Well, what about what about the future of of the kind of entertainment platforms that will we might be talking about on the show? Do you think for virtual reality, for example, have mm-hmm. you guys hit any virtual reality storytelling? Have you checked into that at all? We or? we looked into it at work, and we still are considering it for like LeVar's video field trips doing VR type stuff environment so he goes to uh, you know the Eiffel Tower and then w- the children experience it through the VR okay. uh, environment that kind of thing so we've been talking about it quite a bit um, and there's a lot of like room for people to jump into the thing because it's so new and so a lot of producer friends of mine who are kind of done with film and they don't want to step into TV they're doing VR stuff interesting so it's uh, I hear about it all the time now yeah, I, I think I think we're going to be talking about it a lot. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard be. though. Like I remember after Avatar came out, everybody was like, "This is going to be the future of film," and it kind of kind of became a little bit more of a shtick, like yeah, a gimmick. Yeah. So it's always hard to say what what is going to go and what isn't going to go. I think as the price of devices gets lower and lower, because you can get the Google Cardboard and that's thirty thirty five bucks, and you can do that. But like you want the Oculus Rift. Right. experience and when that comes down then i think that's gonna make it blow up a little bit but it no. still feels a little gimmicky to me to have to put something on i think what you yeah, said uh, yeah. about elon musk the 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 real breakthrough moment will be when it's not goggles anymore it's, it's yeah. just when like it's a contact or something yeah you just yeah, stick, or, stick little things on your yeah, temples and yeah then exactly you, it's because it, that's gonna be there there right now there's been all these like attempts at trying to make like gloves that make it feel like when you touch something it feels like oh, you're touching right, it right. and like you're on a treadmill so when you're walking you're really walking and you see you've got 
So you got goggles, headphones, gloves, <laughs> treadmill. You're like, this is stupid. Why are we like, we can just walk outside and have an actual experience. But, but when, it's, when it's bypassing all that and just going right into your brain and making your brain think you're doing all those things, that's going to be much more belie- like it's going to be yeah. much more impactful mm-hmm. and then but i but that's i don't know where storytelling fits into that stuff because a lot of what what's happening in video games right now is like i think people are realizing that it's both easier and also more appealing to the audience to instead of create an elaborate story that that people are sort of interacting with on a basic level is let them create the story you create the environment and then the the player tells the story and then because of social media and and like even twitch and all these other platforms that are for video games exclusively then people can um actually just like share their gameplay and then that'll be on Mm. you know that's what people are watching when they're not doing it themselves So, like, especially kids right now, they like there's yeah. a certain age range where they're watching other people play video games all day. Which right? Is crazy. Well, that's what my son does, which is freaky to me. Like, <laughs> he he's not old enough to play video games. Right. He doesn't have the coordination, but he loves watching huh. things. And I have to sit him down and tell him, like, you will play your video games <laughs> or no cookies tonight. Uh, <laughs> You're we don't dad. watch. We participate. <laughs> yeah. Right. What do you what do you think? You know, you were mentioning like certain lines in comedy and. Where do you think comedy is going to go? I mean, are you seeing it, any trends? Like you're you're still doing stand up? Sure, yeah. I, I it was funny when we were talking about rom coms earlier. I'm like, do they make rom coms anymore? <laughs> like, I feel like you, you get like one or two a year. The traditional like, rom com in the late know, '90s, oh, yeah. it was like every month a new rom com right. came yeah, out. Right. But I feel like now it's it's kind of rare. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where comedy is necessarily heading, but I do think that there is a huge huge movement of. Uh, you don't need any traditional means to be a comedian anymore. You don't need to work your way up in the club circuit, and you don't need to do this. I mean, uh, Matt, you probably know this, running Mm -hmm. a a comedy record label. Like, somebody could shoot, record something themselves if it's it's a value, and they send it to you, and you're like, oh, I could see people being into this, then they have a a record deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a, you know, you know who Bo Burnham is, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bo Bo Burnham's a good example of a guy who didn't really need the industry's approval. Like, he kind of just did stuff on YouTube, I think, and Mm -hmm. became very popular, and now he's one of the biggest comics, and he tours and does everything. What about uh, Rob Delaney? Yeah, Twi- uh, known for Twitter. Yeah, yeah, and now he's doing catastrophe with Sharon mm-hmm. Horgan, and they met on Twitter. Right? Yeah. Oh, did and, they? Yes, and so it's incredible to watch what they're doing, and they're both talented in their own right. It's not that they're not talented, but it's like Twitter brought them together, and yeah. that's how he made his his uh, fame, got his fame. So it's it's like like you said, it's like yeah. Y- all the distribution stuff is out. You can just do whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's actually hurt film comedy. Like, I, I, what yeah, I've noticed way, is yeah. that, like, film is too slow for comedy. Like, people, yeah. comedy wants to move quickly, and so it has all these new paths. And so the movie comedies seem like dinosaurs. Like, nobody, it's like, doesn't seem like it has its finger on the pulse compared to what you can find online. Sure. And even what you can find on television. Like, television can actually, like, keep up because of the means of production there but um but yeah i as a comedy lover and and someone who's involved in it i've just noticed over the last 10 years that i don't really care about going to the theater to see a comedy anymore it's just and maybe it's partly because that's not being done as they're not being made as much but also because my needs are being filled in so many mm-hmm. other places yeah, yeah so yeah. uh it's kind of, it makes me sad a little bit because i love here's the thing like uh i do think there's a huge difference between making 
something funny and making and telling a, a good story that has humor to it. Like I, that, I think that's a different skill and a different art that is sort of being lost a little bit. Well, hmm. yes and no. I mean, I think that storytelling really also found its way in within these past 10 years in terms of like moth story hour and oh, there were sure. storytelling sure. events yeah, yeah. and that co- comedians, you know, it used to be there was that alternative um, on cabaret, sure. yeah. I'm going to tell. I'm I'm the cool kids who tell stories, and then I'm the I'm the conventional comedians. And now it's definitely yeah. both. Mm-hmm. You cannot have a stand up act without going into Some a good story, story or yeah. telling a story yeah. through yeah. your stand up. And I don't know. But is that? I, it, but that's not in the theater anymore. Like, or it's not. Like, I guess what I meant is like film storytelling. Oh. Yeah, but I I, I think that. I think film storytelling is the combination of both of those things. Like yeah. you've got to expand situations so that they go right. to the ridiculous or the absurd. Yeah. You have to test it out fully. Like audiences don't want people to play it safe with right. comedy. They want yeah. to see how far a character can go. And that makes the writer really inventive. Inventive. Yeah. Really a veteran. Maybe it's Last time for me to <laughs> sign off. I am going to sign off, and I really, really want to thank Matt Belknap for being here. Sure. It's nice to have you back. It's great hey. to be here. Always. A deep Desai, hey. who continues to be a podcast producer here. Same thing with Ryan Buds. I feel really lucky that I, I don't know, I tripped onto you guys. Or yeah, like, you have a good crew. You, yeah, you know, yeah. Good stable. Yeah, a, a, a crew of really smart, funny creative people and um that's what makes the podcast um i also want to thank the people that listen um and i'm not gonna do a whole bunch of spiel about on the page.tv you know where to go and you know that ultimately it all it's all you know i want you to know what happens at the studio because great people come out of it and and uh and and just really strong writers um anything else i need to say i don't know I don't know. Have a good writing week. Have a good writing week. Oh, yeah, Yeah. that. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and have a good writing week.